Today on the Shrewd Dudes podcast, we're going to be talking about some American stories. Trump was spied on. Who would have thunk? Uh, Biden was involved. And, you know, if you can believe it, L.A. had a riot. <laughs> oh, sorry, we don't call it riot, but we'll talk about that. Peaceful and, uh, also, celebration. Peaceful celebration. With Problematically. <laughs> Problem. Fiery, but mostly peaceful. Yeah. Um, but after that, we're also going to be talking Canada news. And Canada news is a giant dumpster fire. <laughs> That's going to be interesting. We're going to talk about the uh, something that Trudeau did, which <laughs> go figure you can like, uh, it's like, hold my beer. Uh, we're also going to be talking about uh, what happened in the repercussions of everything that's going on here, including um, the the ultimate uh, fallout of letting the RCMP have too much power. Uh, and that ended up in coots. We'll talk about that. Um, yeah. Join us today. We'll talk about that and much more on the Shrewd Dudes podcast. Okay, welcome to another Tuesday News Day. We are back from a weekend of gallivanting and rallying, and my children cannot stop talking about the rally. (laughs) My my son is just like that makes you. Yeah. No, my Curtis is just like, Daddy, I really like the rally. And then at church, (laughs) like we had this older couple because of the the Ken DeGoose sticker that I had on the back of my car. And this guy's reading it. And he's like, that's pretty cool. And <laughs> Curtis looks at him. He's like, we went to a rally yesterday. <laughs> and the guy's like, well, that's great. That's great. You went to a rally for your freedom. And Curtis and the Curtis and Tori are just like, freedom, freedom, freedom. <laughs> like, okay. We funny. also, I, well, I ran into uh, a guy that we both know, uh, Curtis, uh, Curtis Chapman. Yeah. Mr. Awesome. And uh, apparently his kids were the ones that got him to come because like the first week that they came, they um, apparently the kids were uh, like, they were so excited that they like went out in the the back deck and they're like, they're like, oh, the neighbors are going to hear, you know, they're worried. But then apparently the kids were like, daddy, are we going back to the rally? Are we going back? You know, when your kids are shaming you into like, you know, you know, you know, you're, uh, you got, you got, yeah. got to shape up a little bit. Got to shape up, and it's kind of like, well, and with everything that happened this week, and yeah. Mm, well, the thing is that um, yesterday was like, man, like, so yesterday was Valentine's Day. Or if you have yep. a girlfriend, I hope you got her flowers. If you don't have, or girlfriend or wife, if you don't have a girlfriend, we didn't do anything uh, yesterday. We did something on Sunday. Okay, but for everyone else, like Valentine's Day ended up being the darkest day. In Canadian history, almost a lot of people everywhere on Facebook were yeah. just sinking, and we're gonna talk about it today. Mm-hmm. But yeah. there's a reason why Canadian February 14th all... in Canada will forever be known oh. as Dad Day, Dictators Awareness Day. Ooh, I like it. Let's call it. Let's go with that. <laughs> that should uh, actually be the name of the episode: Dictators Awareness forever. Day. <laughs> forever. Oh my gosh, That's so terrible. But uh, yeah, so but before we get into the Canadian news, uh, why don't we jump into the American? Yeah, we'll uh, talk about some American news and yeah. yes, I mean I, I'm thinking we could all use a bit of a break from yeah, have a, a bit of brevity before we jump right into now. the dumpster fire. Yep. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was like tempted for like a week, a week, Danny, to have my flag right side up, but then it's like, nope, nope, nope screw nope, it, right back to upside nope. down, back to upside down, screw yeah. that. Oh, All right, but let's so talk good. about what's going on in the states. Okay. So. Trump blasts lamestream media for ignoring Clinton's spying claims. Former President Donald Trump ripped the lamestream media Monday for its failure to cover allegations by special counsel John Durham that Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign paid an internet company to spy on Trump. Can you imagine that? What should be the biggest story... Actually, this isn't Trump's voice. What should be the biggest story of our town, bigger than Watergate, is getting absolutely no mention. Zero. In the New York Times, Washington Post, ABC Fake News, NBC Fake News, or CBS Fake News. Ratings dead CNN and MSDNC, <laughs> the former president said in an emailed statement from his Save America PAC. I will give him this. He should be a bit of a stand-up comic. He's got some, I know. Uh, got some good little, little singers there. Yep. That in itself is a scandal. The fact that a story so big, so powerful, and so important to the future of our nation is getting zero coverage from the lamestream media is being talked about all over the world. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of doing like the Alec Baldwin show. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a parody of a parody. A parody of a parody, <laughs> yep. The 45th president further accused the media of ignoring the many Biden corruption scandals before the 2020 election, and they won't talk about this, which is potentially even bigger. It shows how totally corrupt and shameless the media is, which is true. And then, of course, I think it was just the... Sp- just today, Biden had firm at center of Trump hacking scandal on campaign payroll. Yes, this was today at 5 a.m. So the Biden campaign paid nearly $20,000 to a cybersecurity firm at the center of special counsel John Durham's investigation into the origins of the Trump-Russia probe. It paid New Star Information Services in 2020 for accounting and compliance work according to Federal Election Commission records. According to Durham, New Star's chief technology officer, Rodney Joffe, accesses sensitive web traffic data and the company maintained on behalf of the White House Executive Office in order to collect derogatory information about Donald Trump. Joffe allegedly provided the information to Hillary Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman, who in turn gave it to the CIA during a meeting in February 2017. Durham charged Sussman in September with lying to the FBI about his investigation of Trump. Mm. The Biden campaign's payments raised question about whether Joffe continued snoofing on Trump in the most recent election. The Biden-Clinton campaigns are the only two presidential committees to have ever paid New Star according to a Federal Election Commission records. Oh. Biden's campaign paid New Star $18,819 on September 29th. The records show the Clinton campaign paid the firm $3,000 in May 2015. And, of course, the DNC or the De- Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, paid $3,000 to New Star in 2017. New Star executives and staffers contributed $17,906 to Biden, Biden's cafe campaign FEC record show. Yep. So, that's... So, it's uh, bad. That's the hard proof right there. Yep. That's pretty much a settled settled thing. Yep. Anybody, it's, it's amazing to me how much... Okay, so, like, the, the, the American Democrats have... Just a, a brutal record of total corruption, total like willingness to lie. If you remember mm-hmm. the uh, the whole dossier, the Steele dossier was proven to be a complete, complete joke fabrication. fabrication. Yep. The the whole Russia Gate thing, like that uh, Russia complete joke fabrication, total joke, cold fabrication. Uh, the fact that the DNC was like you know funding and encouraging like you know like writers, and that they actually may have 
orchestrated the entire summer of protests. Yep. In and bailed like, a lot of them out. Bailed a lot of them out. And then finally, the fact that they the supposedly like the idea that they they may have lied and obstructed and hidden the fact that the virus was created in the lab. All of this, and yet they they just they just always get a free pass. Yeah. It's crazy. Boy, it's like, it's very know. much like, of course, what happens up here in Canada. And yeah. Like, it's even worse here in Canada because the media is, of course, bought and paid for by the federal government. But in and the States, the media, the media entities like... just do it because they want Democratic Party, like, favors. Mm-hmm. They want to have exclusive interviews. They want to do this. They want to do that. And it's like, why are you continually, like, you realize that you're, the trust that the main, the trust that society and with the american people have in you is effectively zero at this point you oh, do not have to do this you can say well okay we're going to take a stance against the democrats and we're going to say okay we should have done this a long time ago we should have done this when evidence came out that the steel dossier was a complete fabrication we should have came out and said yes this is a fabrication this is why it's important and this is what's like cnn will take action to pursue the truth on this instead they're like well the steel dossier is not that important yeah the uh the media the media has kind of become a big story here in canada over the last like two weeks and in the states it's always been like i love how daily wire ben shapiro does a great job constantly exposing mm-hmm. the complete total corruption and lies that the media does like to, to this point like if you look, if you talk to any of the conservative, like really well informed, really well yeah. researched, like uh, a conservative anybody from Charlie Kirk to Benny uh, Johnson to yeah. um, Daily Wire to anybody else, if you ask them, like, do you think that the leftist media is honest? They they just laugh. They're like it's it's such an obvious no. But and this is some what I, what I find here in Canada too. I talk to people all the time, um, and and I I realize like. Wow, you really do believe that they're mm-hmm. lying to you, and but the, but it's also difficult because like like for me, this has been years in the making. I've known for years now yeah. that the and and then every every single like day, like you just constantly verify, constantly verify. Like yeah, there's another one, there's another one. Um, the, the it's it's almost a joke at this point how completely sold out these media companies are. They have absolutely no no integrity. There's no, no integrity, no integrity in and no in- no accountability aside from oppositional media sources and oppositional commentators. Mm-hmm. Like there's virtually it's it's a big surprise. Like I think it was Jake Tapper over the weekend and he was asking Biden he's like so should like should the American people like was this a good thing what the CIA and the FBI were doing? And like was <laughs> it a good thing what we drew from Afghanistan? And Biden's like yes I did it and it was wonderful and he's like but this person inside of the like blah 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 said it was a bad idea and he's like well he's he's out to lunch and it's like <laughs> and it's it's a surprising moment when these figures like Jake Tapper and other people inside CNN and MSNBC try and even give a glimpse of holding the democrats or the liberals here in Canada responsible yeah but it's all, the, the only reason the state is happening is because they realized that Biden is a sinking ship mm-hmm. Yeah, and so they're just abandoning ship because, like, well, the rats will abandon ship when they yeah. see the feel that the ship is sinking. It's like that scene in Titanic when they're running down the hall, 
and they're like the rain like well i don't know i don't, I don't know what's going on but i'm following the rats out yeah. <laughs> it's like that's pretty much what's going on yeah with the media so the rats are but uh tells but uh are you gonna go to the um the comedian first for ali thor oh you either your connection kind of fizzled up there for a second so i was kind of like what are you talking about Cut off for, for a bit yeah, kind of there yeah, for a like second. A, you got to do the LA story first. Well, just you... like a brief commentary. Like we talked about the media, this spying, like the fact that the, the another political party was able to spy mm-hmm. on another political party, and they did it while Donald Trump was in the White House, mm-hmm. is an act of treason. It is, yeah. Like Donald Trump, yes, he's a bit egregious when he says, "Yeah, these people should be executed." But I'm like, it is not beyond the pale for every single person who is, like, at least moderately connected to this spying, to this treason, should be in mm-hmm. jail for a significant amount of time. Yeah. In a fair society, that would be the consequence. Mm-hmm. You cannot spy mm-hmm. on the president. Mm-mm. You cannot spy in an oppositional campaign. Like, I there's mean... different regulations for these things, depending on whether he's the president or whether he's an oppositional campaign. But spying on the president is a very severe, significant consequence. I don't know. I mean, like, Obama can spy on all the American people for, like, Mm. eight years. And that's totally cool. But, uh, we're spying on the president. I'm definitely... That's off limits, sir. Well, spying... Okay, you... He can spy on you. Well, yes. I disagree with spying from the president. I also (laughs) disagree... Like, spying (laughs) on the president... Well, they were... What they were doing was they were basically bugging the old boss's phones. Mm -hmm. And it's like... If you actually were sending that communication to a foreign party, mm-hmm. then you would be aiding and, abet- aiding and abetting an enemy of the state. Because that is privileged information. Like, yeah. every person, like, if you were to bug someone's phone lines, yes, that's privileged information, too, and there sh- should be a significant crime, even if the federal government is the one doing it. Should at least have a warrant for that, at the yes. very least. Like, don't be invoking the... Patriot Act for this kind of crap. No, that's nonsense. Yeah. Because the Patriot Act can basically be invoked in will. It's basically like we're going to be talking about in Canada later. Mm-hmm. But you have to have significant grounds to be tapping someone's phone and there's no grounds for it. And you should be going to jail for a long time, whether it's a civilian that's being tapped and spied on mm-hmm. or whether it's the president. And now yeah, we have then, we have the firm documents, we have the evidence that these people did it. Mm-hmm. And not only is the mainstream media covering for it, like Donald Trump was saying that they weren't even talking about it. It's like, well, they're talking about it. They're mm-hmm. saying, well, it's not that big a deal. Of course. And it's like, yes, it is. <laughs> it's a big well, deal. It's like asking the person to set your house on fire. And the person to set your house on fire happens to be the judge. Yeah. You're like, judge, um, I think we should invest that that house that fire. arson yeah like, eh, you know what don't worry about it it's don't not worry a big about deal. it like yeah. you know like eh, nobody really cared about who lived there it's that that little house like you know like it was, a, it was an eyesore don't worry about it i was gonna plan it for demolition anyway i just didn't put oh, it into the box dude. like it was an ugly color too like you know it's just gonna be better after this uh the idea here is that um un, again under a a fair mm-hmm. system system a fair society this would be properly investigated and yep. prosecuted. You want to see, but we're not. We're not operating nope. in that. System. We're nope. not. And and people in, on top have too much power, too much influence over the courts. 
over police, over pretty much everything, over the media. And so, like, this, yeah, this reason why people are mad because they're angry that the system is so fundamentally broken that yeah. they, they, they can't see justice. So, yeah. 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 Unfortunately, Absolutely it's broken. reality. It's a sad reality. Mm-hmm. Dumpster fires are everywhere. They're Dumpster everywhere. fires are indeed you. everywhere. Mm-hmm. And one of them is Heather McDonald. Hey, who's that, Stephen? Heather McDonald is a comedian. Mm. And a comedian that... You know what? I'm just going to show the video because it's... <laughs> so stand-up comic, uh, a lady stand-up comic, and uh, just... she basically had a, a recent uh, incident that happened. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and... What was it? Like... Uh... Did you say where it was? Tempe. Tempe. Improv. Okay. So... So this, uh, by the way, we want to make, make sure. No, this is real. This is not yeah. a, like not. This not is posted from page. her own Facebook page. She herself actually posted it. Which is crazy, but uh, yeah, yeah. Show, show, show us what we got. Yeah, enjoy. Don't care, but I want you to know: double vaxxed, booster, flu shot, mm. and I'm going to be honest. I oh. have the shingle shot too. And I still get my Whoa. period. What? Yes. That's, that's her joke right there. Went to Mexico that's twice. Good, yeah. Did shows, meet and greets. Never got COVID. Clearly, Jesus loves me the most. Seriously. So nice. So nice. Uh. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Yep. That that might be like a head trauma right there. Yep. Thanks. Now you could tell, like right after it happened, a lot of people were laughing. Yeah, they thought it was or a bit. Literally, like they thought it was like she was. At, I mean, like look at the context. It looks like a bit. Yeah. Yeah, she's totally down, and she's unconscious and yeah. possibly unconscious. And now, like they're getting in, putting her into recovery position recovery and position the whole. Yeah, just so, absolutely nuts. Think about that, how crazy this is. This is like, when I saw this and heard about this the first time, I was like, that that just seems way too coincidental. To true. So, first of all, like, think about the fact that she's she's criticizing, she's basically mocking people who question the vaccine. Question the like, vaccines, her, only, yeah. her only joke was like, it's like, hey, look, I got vaccines, and I still got my period. Obviously, she's mocking the people yeah. who... Like, you know, like, this is a, a legitimate issue. There's so questions big with menstruation. We know that now. Well, not just questions, but there's, like, in, in, in investigations worldwide yeah. into them because they're so rampant everywhere. So, obviously, she's mocking that. She's mocking the idea that, hey, I'm vaccinated, so I get to travel. Like, like you know, throwing the middle finger at people who can't. Yep. But then, finally, here's the big thing. She, she basically mocks, like, you know, she basically brags about how, like, oh, like, looks like Jesus loves me more. Yeah. Like, which is, like, what is that, Stephen? Literal blasphemy. Literal blasphemy. And and I remember, like, looking at it afterwards. I remember, like, watching it again. I'm like, what was the last thing she said? And the last thing she said was, Jesus loves me more. And then not, and then immediately after that, she starts slurring her words, and then she passes out. Now, this could be either two things. One, it could be an actual vaccine-related, which this is not, not really odd. Possible. We have seen this. We, uh, what was that? Uh, there was that. There was that uh, one reporter we had on that one show. Yep. We showed a reporter from Latin America, 
Yeah, he was reporting, and he literally collapsed in the middle in the middle of his whole like little speech. Yeah, there was other attack. ones too. There were so many like examples of people passing out while in uh, behind the camera. So that could be the thing. But the thing that me and Stephen think it could be is um, uh, she basically blasphemed God, and she may have been like walloped by like a little God bit of holy smote her. God smote her in the head. Yeah. Which is crazy when you think about it. Like, I mean, we, we talked about how this, like, this is so reminiscent of the George Floyd um, mural. Uh, mural. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we were discussing Which that before. Insane. Well, we were discussing that before the show. If you yeah. do not know the George Floyd mural story, it is like, absolutely look, nuts. Look it up. Gist yeah. of the story is sunny day. Mm-hmm. Middle of a sunny day. Lightning mm-hmm. strikes. Where does the lightning strike? On the face of George Floyd in a mural in the center of Chicago? In the side of a building. Side of a building. And the mural is the only thing destroyed. And yep. the building is structurally intact. It's just the yep. mural. And it was yep. the, there was no rainstorm. It was just one lightning strike on a clear day. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing was that um, like the, the actual mural itself wasn't just a mural of George Floyd. It's a mural with him. With a crown on his yeah, head. Yeah, it was like St. George Floyd. Like a St. George Floyd crown on yep. his head, like glorifying a legitimately, like a legitimate criminal. Wicked person, yeah. A wicked person. And so, like, those are the instances where you're like, okay, there's some really weird, like, too much too much of a coincidence to be a coincidence. So, um, I I am a religious person. I'm like, that, that literally was God. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Smiting that person. That that is way too much of a coincidence to be Smite. accidental. Pretty much, actually. It sounded yeah. like like that uh, story of King King Herod yeah. in the book of Acts, who basically everyone's like, You're the greatest. He's 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 not a man, he's a god. And he's like, Oh yes, I am. And all of a sudden oh, he gets dead. He goes down and he gets eaten by worms. Yep. And I was like, That sucks. That's what happens. And God said, like, yep, because That's what he, happens. Uh, because he took it. And he didn't get God in yeah. the glory. He but he got smitten, smitten yeah. from the top. Boom! Divine smite. So, interesting story. Definitely, Today definitely worth looking uh, looking at. We wanted to cover it, but <laughs> yeah. But let's talk about the other people who were blaspheming and you know doing all sorts of crazy stuff as well. Well, doing crazy stuff. And of course, this is a transition. So of course, <laughs> the Super Bowl happened this weekend. I was glad for the Super Bowl because it gave me four hours of peace and quiet and date time with the wife. Oh, you actually watched it? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. But my children went over to someone's house where they watched it. (laughs) And Steph and I went out for the first time since they invoked this vaccine passport nonsense. Date night. Nice. So we went for sushi, and that was really nice. Hmm. But the LA Rams won which only really matters to people in L.A. because nobody cheers for the L.A. Rams outside of L.A. And as Matt Walsh says, congratulations to L.A. for being the first third-world country to win the Super Bowl. (laughs) But, yes. So, after the L.A. Rams won the Super Bowl, so the L.A. Police Department officials have issued a dispersal order for parts of downtown Los Angeles. This is from Los Angeles CPS. The Super Bowl victory celebrations have become a problematic in certain areas of the city. Sky Nine Chopper, which was overhead one of the massive crowds, reported the use of unlawful fireworks as well. 
Authorities have requested the drone show conducted by the NFL over the LA Convention Center halt their production immediately around 9.15 p.m. LAPD officers arrived on scene and began to move forward with steps to further accelerate their dispersal. LAPD policy does not allow officers to use tear gas or any other type of gas for crowd dispersal, but rather foam projectiles. As they continue to work towards clearing city streets, fans can be seen vandalizing city property like metro buses, spray painting go rams on the windshield of one bus and lighting off fireworks in the middle of traffic. That's not a hazard. Video on social media also showed several members of the crowd looting various stores in the intersection of both 6th Street and Wallace Street and 5th Street and Broadway. So, yeah. So, yeah, I believe that, and this story called them problematic celebrations. (laughs) Not a riot, not an act of terrorism, but problematic celebrations. Uh-huh. That, yeah. that description is a bit of a problematic mm-hmm. description. <laughs> well, it's, and like we've seen this before, this is a problematic celebration with looting and unlawful behavior and shooting fireworks in the middle of traffic. Mm-hmm. BLM is peacefully, mostly peaceful, but fiery, mm-hmm. protesting. It's not rioting. Right. It's right. peaceful. They you burn, loot, and murder, but yeah, it's you don't, peaceful. You... You know what they should do with this peaceful, uh, peaceful little uh, you know party in downtown LA? Mm-hmm. They should invoke the emergency attack. Oh. Apparently, that's what you do when there's like peaceful demonstrations yeah. that uh, you don't like. You just kind of you just nationally declare a national emergency because apparently. Well, I was I was going to go in a different direction. I was going to say, those were peaceful protests. Those were problematic celebrations, but mm-hmm. the convoy of freedom truckers in Ottawa. Far right fringe extreme terrorists. Those terrible terrorists. Terrible terrorists. <laughs> Do you know what that's from? Oh no, not a terrible terror. I, I think back of Ahmed the Dead Terrorist. And it's just oh, like okay. So Jeff Dunham, who is a ventriloquist uh-huh, yeah, yeah. comedian. And he's like yeah, yeah. So Ahmed, what kind of terrorist are you? And he's like, a terrifying terrorist. <laughs> it's like, sure, okay. <laughs> If you haven't seen Akma the Dead Terrorist, it is actually quite funny. Yeah. I've shown it to some people. My first girlfriend dumped me over that video because she was triggered by it. (laughs) Yeah. So. And then she became. And then, like, not immediately after, but several years later, I, like, saw her in in some news article. And Mm -hmm. she had become this, like, crazy, woke lesbian. Oh, you, uh, you definitely got out. Got out at the right time then. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. There was a whole thing that happened with her parents, but I won't go into that. But yeah, she mm-hmm. went right off the rails. And I was like, Hokey mm-hmm. Dinah, that's nuts. You, you dodged a uh, cement milkshake. On yes, that one, I eh? did. Oh, did. Unfortunately, Andy No did not. Nope. <laughs> but other people did not. So, like we were saying, we we're talking about the invoking of the Emergencies Act. Yeah. So before we go into why the Emergencies Act was invoked, or why they think that why they're get, the justification for their giving to invo- invoke the Emergencies Act, let's talk about the last time the Emergencies Act was invoked. Let's talk about the October Crisis. Now this is for our American By viewers. Who? Hmm. What? But who was invoked? By who was invoked by? The, oh, the, the October part. Crisis in 1970. Uh, Pierre Elliott Trudeau. Justin Trudeau's Fasha. 
Uh, well, actually, his, uh, his half-father, because uh, Joe is obviously, like, you know, fathered by Fidel Castro, so... <laughs> I mean, you know, like I know, I like, I, I think it's people. hilarious. <laughs> like I think it's hilarious how accurate it looks. I know, yeah. like as funny as it is, I know that it's impossible for him to be fathered by Fidel Castro, uh-huh. because Pierre wasn't even prime minister when, uh-huh. like, he had never been to Cuba. His wife had never been to Cuba prior uh-huh. to Justin being born. That we know of. Okay, outside of extraneous <laughs> circumstances that are kind of wacky, uh-huh. yeah, like I, there's. I was reading up about it. I'm like, okay, like there's very <laughs> little. It's the a man, the man looks identical. Oh, I know. It looks identical. He literally looks like a. The, he is the. He is the, the spitting image. image. Yes, yeah, spitting image of Fidel Castro before. And, I, and to be fair, he's really taken after his father's uh, yeah. dictatorial ways so i'm yeah. like I don't know. okay so briefly anyway, we're going to describe the october crisis so this is the last time they invoke the emergencies act first to a chain of events that took place in quebec in the fall of 1970 it was a culmination of a long series of terrorist attacks perpetrated by the front de liberation du quebec flq a militant flq a militant quebec independence movement between 1963 and 1970 on the 5th of October, FLQ kidnapped British Trade Commissioner James Cross. Within the next two weeks, FLQ members also kidnapped and killed Quebec Minister of Immigration and Minister of Labour Pierre Laporte, Quebec Premier Robert Bourassa, and Montreal Mayor Jean Drapeau called for federal help. And Montreal Mayor Jean Drapeau called for federal help to deal with the crisis. In response, Prime Minister Pierre, El- Pierre Elliott Trudeau deployed the armed forces and invoked the War Measures Act, which is also called the Emergencies Act. The only time it has been applied during peacetime in Canadian history until now. Yeah. So and they keep saying that this is the first time ever it's been invoked, but I'm like, no, it's just the first time it's been invoked under its current under name. its current name because they changed it right. from the War Measures Act to the Emergencies Act in 1988. Yeah. yeah no. No. Like before you move on, uh, can you go down like to the video? There's a little video of a reporter interviewing Pierre Elliott Trudeau. Because I, I want to make sure that, that there's two things that we, we find out. First of all, what was the reason why they were, um, why, why they invoked it? Because of violence, like legitimate threats of violence. Legitimate violence. Legitimate, people like, died. Uh, people died. People were being, like, people were kidnapped and under threat of death. Um, and this was, like, a very serious, violent group that yeah. was legitimately, you know, like, doing, like, um, extremism and all that. So, now, even, even then... This is the way that they responded. Uh, go to the actual uh, clip of him like responding to the, the reporter. Like, what uh, time is it? Uh, so it's almost near the end, actually. I think. So, it's like, watch me. Yeah, right, right, right there. Yeah. Choice that you, you have to make don't... in the kind of society that you yeah, live in. Well, there's a lot of bleeding hearts around who just don't like to see people with helmets and guns. All I can say is uh, go on and bleed. But it's more important to keep law and order in this society than to. Uh, uh, be worried about uh, weak-kneed people who uh, don't like the looks of, uh, of a at, at any family. cost? At any cost? How far would you go with that? How far would you extend that? Well, just watch me. At, at uh, reducing civil liberties? <laughs> to that extent? To what extent? Well, would, if you extend this and you say, okay, you're going to do anything to protect them, this include wiretapping, uh, reducing other civil liberties in some ways? Yes, I think the society must take every means at its disposal to defend itself against the uh, emergence of a parallel power 
which defines the elected power in this country, and I think that goes to any distance. So long well, as there is a power in here which is challenging the elected representative of the people, I think that power must be stopped, and I think it, it's only... Uh, yeah. You can stop. Mm -hmm. Like, listen to what he said. He's like, do you, like, you know, like, aren't you worried about, like, you know, like, what you're doing and all that? Like, Taking you know, away civil liberties? He's like, just watch me. Watch me take it's away like, civil liberties. Just watch me, like, you know, do this. Like, you can't do this. Like, watch me. And then, he, yeah. like, it's like, anything goes, everything's on the table. Like, of course. Yep. And this is the kind of thing. As long as they oppose me, then they should be, then I will invoke the full power of governments against them. And the people can just suffer because I have a party and I have a group that's yeah. against me. Like, yes, I'm not, none, neither yeah. of us are denying the FLQ was a significant terror group. They, they were evil. Mm -hmm. They were an evil group and they had evil evil aims. The separation of Quebec from Canada is something that a lot of people have wanted for a very long time. But mm -hmm. do so democratically. Do so with the processes available to you. Do not do so yeah. by kidnapping and murdering elected officials. And... Mm -hmm. Yes, officially opposing the government and saying, yeah, we're going to kidnap and kill anybody who gets in our way. And like, mm -hmm. yes, there were there is a level in which measures are appropriate to deal with these individuals. Mm -hmm. Pierre Elliott went way too far yeah. because this threat was not nearly as significant to invoke the war measures. Mm -hmm. And like, I'll show you we'll show you a brief picture of the last time last four times that the war measures act was invoked. So, a visual history of the War Emergency Measures Act, 1914. We all know what that was, World War I. World War 1939, World War II. World War 1970, II. as we crisis. said, the October Crisis. And then 2022, Pierre Elliott Trudeau's son. With a group that is rising to prominence, rising to popularity, mm -hmm. against the, the democratically elected government of Canada, led by Justin, the true dictator. Our crime minister. Oh, yes, crime minister. That's also a great okay. one. Uh, I will say something that uh, about the October crisis. Uh, you should know about this. I remember reading about this uh, in another article. Um, the RCMP was actually found to have committed a whole bunch of, uh, mm -hmm. I, I would call them atrocities, um, in that War Measures Act. Yeah. They... They actually committed arson. They destroyed property. They also used that opportunity to the War Measures Act to arrest a whole bunch of enemies of the state. Not people who had committed crimes, but people they just felt were bad guys or maybe threats in the future. So there's a reason why you have to be super careful why there's so many blockades in the way trying to say you cannot invoke this. Unless under you can only invoke this thing under extremely mm -hmm. strict and narrow measures because this is basically giving him dictatorial powers because this mar it's martial law it's basically what happened in the Roman Empire when they faced an invasion by the um uh the the the, the march of Hannibal like that would be yeah. a good example when the entire like nation of of uh, Rome was under like legitimate, like, you know, like threat of like, you yeah. know, like an annihilation. Mm -hmm. But our, our prime minister is you is an opportunist. So this is a word I want people to, to really get it in their vocabulary because this is a key word for everyone. Demagogue. Yep. Okay. 
A demagogue is anyone who basically uses political opportunism and misleads and, and uses like like you know uh, derogatory language to basically incite uh, incite and inflame people's emotions yeah. for political gain. And this is what Trudeau and his ilk are doing. Well, they, they it's yeah. not just like they're at the worst of it right now, at least so far. But he's been a demagogue for a very long time. He has, but it's now becoming like it's, it's now it's, becoming it's rising to such a prominence yeah. that people literally believe he's out of control. Even right? though even those who are on the political left, mm-hmm. like Tim Pool would say that Bosch, who is a socialist, he's like, Oh, this is too far. Even like Bill Maher. Yeah, Bill Maher had a a, a a a small clip of Bill Maher, and he was reading some of the stuff that Trudeau said, and he's like, "That sounds a little too Hitler for me." <laughs> like, yeah. like it, 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 like when Bill Maher is basically calling the the leader of another like a, a free country supposedly, yeah, like that he's close using to Hitler language too too close to Hitler, that should really ring alarm bells about what he's doing. Yeah. This is a dangerous man. Make no mistake. He is oh, legitimately yeah. dangerous to everyone, not just to conservatives. Uh, he's also dangerous to everyone else. Even the Bloc Quebecois leader yeah. said this is too far. Mm-hmm. And he's a lefty. Oh, lots of people so, said this is too far. But let's talk about what actually happened. So Fred's bringing emergency declaration to Parliament immediately or imminently. So federal liberal minority government is planning to bring the emergency declaration motion between before Parliament imminently, said government House Leader Mark Holland. On Monday, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau declared a public order emergency through the Emergencies Act, giving federal authorities the power to, amongst other things, impose fines, imprisonment, and freeze the funding for those taking part in the ongoing trucker protests and blockades. Once a declaration of the public order emergency is issued, as it was on Monday, it is considered in effect and unless the declaration is revoked or extended, it will expire after 30 days. As a part of the parliamentary oversight requirements and invoking these powers, the government must table a motion in both the Senate and the House within seven sitting days, outlining why federal officials feel the powers are required and detailing what specific measures will be taken to allow the two parliamentary bodies to confirm it. So... Like, it's it's a moderately good thing. There is some level of oversight, but unfortunately, as we know, that there's only a few parties in Canada, and all they need is a simple majority, and the NDP is enough to give them that majority. And the NDP has already said that they and will also, go along with it. Well, they always will. Like, oh, I, they I, always I, will. I legitimately do not believe the NDP will ever legitimately vote against the liberals they have way yeah. too much to gain too too uh little too much to gain too little to lose uh in supporting the the liberals the other thing is that the senate uh for anyone who doesn't understand or know canadian politics the senate is not like the senate in the u.s mm-hmm. the u.s senate actually serves a purpose yeah they can, they can vote down they can whatever the, they can veto whatever the uh and, and they're also more even because there's like more of an even-handed like senate in Canada, the Senate is essentially a rubber stamp. It is. They mean Same nothing. Same with the Supreme they, like, Court of Canada. mean nothing. Supreme Court is basically well, yeah. a rubber stamp for liberal policies nowadays. To a lesser extent, because they're but because they're liberal. I mean, I'm yeah. just saying functionally, the Senate. Yes. It's it's an institution that shouldn't exist anymore. Well, and like, and we talked about this back during the election, like during the election, which happened in September, 
And during that election, last, last fall, yeah, yeah, last fall in September of 2021, like we we voted for Senate, a representative for the Senate for Alberta. Guess what? Mm-hmm. We can vote for the Senate in Alberta, or the like a representative from the, from Alberta to go to the Senate. The Prime Minister can veto that. He can veto yeah. the vote of the people when it comes to the Senate. That is why the Senate here in Canada is not only a it's not only a rubber stamp, but it is a, joke, a joke body. That's a complete joke. Like there's no purpose for it. If you can if you if you're in power, you can veto the nomination or the election of a senator. Yep. It's like, nope, I don't want that senator. He he doesn't agree with my policies, so I veto him out. And I, yeah, I right. put forth the selection that I choose. It's like, yeah, whoa, 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 don't do that. Yeah. The Canadian the Canadian system is fundamentally broken. It and is. the problem with that is that here's a good example. Um, the, the Trudeau liberals, let's just assume for a second that Trudeau liberals had a majority. There's nothing stopping them from being able to, oh, are you still there, Steve? Yeah, I'm still there. Okay. Uh, there's nothing stopping the liberals from continuing in their, uh, path, right? Like nothing. If if they're a majority government right now, they're operating like they were majority government because they have the, the NDP backing them. Now, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's not a single thing that can stop them from doing this. Even in the U.S., the, the U.S. president cannot unilaterally declare war on another country. Nope. He has to get the approval of the House. Otherwise, he is totally, his hands are tied. Here, our, basically, our leader can unilaterally, as long as he has, you know, like he's basically in power in parliament, mm-hmm. he can unilaterally call for a complete and total, like, you know, like martial, martial yeah. law. Across the entire country. That. He, he, uh, yeah. We basically have a de facto dictatorship. Yep. Because you cannot you cannot stop a government from in fact enacting a law or a policy that they want. Mm-hmm. And one question that we all we all have is obviously the, the, the whole joke is uh in the in the actual uh um the statements that they made in um in the press gallery, they said like, Oh, these are temporary. But a lot of people are saying, I don't know about that. Because the last time, um, last time the American government, you know, like put in Patriot Act, it it's still permanent. exists, people. It still forever. exists. Yep. Pardon Snowden, but you know. It's like that scene from the original uh no, the, no, it's from the scene from uh, Star Wars. You know mm-hmm. that scene where uh, Emperor Palpatine gets like emergency powers, I and he's like, "These powers, you yeah. give me, I will give back." When the crisis, when is, this crisis is over, it's yeah. like, "Sure, well, yeah." Uh-huh. And then it's just like, "Oh, let's skip forward I love ten minutes." I, I love am the, the Senate. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's basically Justin Trudeau in this moment. And he's like, "Yes, laws. if everybody gets vaccinated." Then we can all go back to normal. A bunch of truckers rolling on Ottawa. Yeah. Yeah, and we talked about before how Justin Trudeau talks like a um, like you know like 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 Anthony Fauci. Fauci is the science. Yeah. Trudeau is the Canada. Yeah. He's, he always likes to speak. For I speak Canadians. for Canadians. Canadians, Canadians do not do yeah. this. Canadians don't want this. Canadians want this to end. Canadians. <laughs> You know, like love vaccines. Canadian, I was like, like, shut up, man. Come on. Yeah. You're not anything. You were elected you don't, you don't by. Yeah. Both times. 12%, wasn't it? Like 12%. Yeah, 12% of the elected. 
of Canadians voted for this guy. Of all Canadians voted for this guy. Yep. But and he had like the the smallest amount of the popular vote. Actually, the Conservatives in twenty nineteen won. They had the popular vote. But well, the popular even, even this year, or they like, did? like this past election. Mm, sorry, this past election. No. Sorry, this past election they had the popular vote. Same with the one before that. Really? I'm telling you. I looked at it. I remember looking at it like recently. They won the popular vote both times. Hmm. And this past election and the previous one, the, the one with Andrew Shear and the one with, with Aaron, uh, Aaron O'Toole. O'Toole, they won the popular vote in both times. Okay. More people support uh, the like Aaron O'Toole than they supported Trudeau. Mm-hmm. So that should tell you something. He like when he says I'm the Canada, I he's am lying. Yeah, he is lying. Now, uh, there's a lot of like groups though that, that yeah, there's a lot of co- his... yeah, there's a lot of groups that are condemning it. So let's start with a few of them. So mainstay here on the shrewd dudes, Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms, uh, use and, of and emergency powers fair, unjustified. They're, yeah, their their main their their law focus is constitution. Yeah, so they yeah. are like experts in this. They are yes. So use of emergency powers unjustified by Ottawa facts and reality explains Justice Center. Uh, today announced its opposition to any rumored declaration of a national emergency under the Emergencies Act, which defines national emergency as follows. This is handy. Mm. For the purpose of the act, a national emergency is an urgent, urgent or critical situation of a temporary nature that seriously endangers the lives, health, or safety of Canadians and is of such proportions or nature as to exceed the capacity or authority of a province to deal with it or seriously threatens the ability of the government of Canada to preserve the sovereignty, security, and territorial integrity of Canada. And that cannot be dealt with, effectively dealt with under any law of Canada. Huh. Yep. Uh, that does not apply here. No. There's nobody being endangered. And the only reason that the legal authorities are kind of, quote, struggling to deal with it mm-hmm. of the provinces and of the cities are because they don't have enough officers to arrest everybody. Mm-hmm. And so he's invoking the Emergency Measures Act, which, like he says for now, that he's not going to invoke the military, but he easily could. Mm-hmm. The other, there's there's some like very serious uh, problems with this. Uh, we'll talk about some of the other ones, but yeah. one of the ones I remember hearing, and this is Justice Justice um, Minister uh, Lametti, he was basically saying that you know under under this new powers, these magical powers that they now gave themselves. Uh, he basically is giving himself the power not only to force the tow truck drivers to tow these vehicles, but also to force the drivers. Yep. Think about that, how insanely draconian that is, how horribly evil that is, that you can force people against their will to serve the government, even if they, even if what they think the government's doing is evil. Yep. The government can force you to do evil uh, under threat of who knows what kind of penalties mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. This is this is legitimately evil, and 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 like I, I've had very little patience this week for a lot of people on 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 social media that defend this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, no, you are an evil person, like yeah. legitimately. You defend this, you're you're basically like you know right right there with them. You're oh, part yeah. of Justin Trudeau's basket of the deplorable. Yeah. Well, somebody somebody should make yeah because that, it really is evil. Somebody should make that Bill Maher line into a GIF. That sounds a bit too Hitlerish to me. I think so. 
Because that's, that's exactly how you respond to these people. It's just like, oh yes, it's good to invoke the Emergencies Act to deal with a bunch of peaceful protesters. It's like, mm, that's right. that sounds a bit too Hitlerish to me. Yeah. <laughs> and this government is, we all know that this government likes to use language extremely loosely. Yeah. For example, um, the Ford government, when they, because the, if you guys have watched since Thursday, you we the Ford government invoked the Emergencies Act themselves, mm -hmm. and Ford used language. He basically called it uh, a siege. He called it an occupation. He called it um, uh, in all this kind of stuff. This language is completely false. Mm -hmm. They know yeah. it, but they're doing it on purpose. This is what a demagogue does. Yeah. Demagogues use completely dishonest language, and they completely manipulate people using totally inflammatory language. Yeah. It's just something that I hate that they do and they do it and they they lie and they have no problem lying about it. Yeah. This is the real problem with these politicians. They're saying like verifiable lie, lies and they yeah. nobody calls them on it. Yeah. This is like legitimately evil. It is. But yeah, go ahead. It is legitimately evil, but we do have to continue moving on. Go for it. So another organization which condemns Trudeau is the Canadian Constitution Foundation. So, their response is the CCF is concerned by the federal government's historic invocation of the Emergencies Act, said the organization in a statement on Monday. The government has set a dangerous precedent for the right of freedom of assembly and protest, declaring the protests occurring in Ottawa and elsewhere across the country to be unlawful. Right there, right there. That right there is totally strategic language. They can, and and I, I run into people all the time. They say, like, oh, it's illegal, it's illegal, it's illegal, it's unlawful. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know fully. Like, do you know if this is like, like a legitimate, like falsehood or if they're, cause I, I, I hate the use of that language. Cause like the, you have a legal right to protest, yep, but then do. they're like, yeah, but only if you're not interfering with anybody anywhere at any time. And only if it's like for like a tiny bit of time and only if it doesn't like interfere with anybody or the government, mm -hmm. as long as it's like, you know, quiet and it's like, they, they don't understand that protest is meant to be a disruption, yeah. meant to be interfering with people's regular lives. Mm -hmm. It can be peacefully, and if it's peaceful, it's legitimate. Yes. But these governments are acting like this is like uh, like the, the total opposite. Yeah. 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 And that's completely true. They're just complaining because even though they're doing so peacefully, the truckers have the funding to stay there for a very long time and to do so legally. Mm -hmm. And so because they have no legal repercussions, they have no yeah. legal action. The federal government and the provincial governments have no legal actions they can take against them. Mm -hmm. Then Trudeau is calling in the Emergencies Act so that he can use the extreme powers granted to him by the Emergencies mm -hmm. Act to remove them by force mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. the federal government can seize whatever power and whatever assets they want during a time of public health, public emergency. Mm -hmm. It's basically just like, uh, it's not the Emergencies Act, it's the Tyranny Act. It's basically martial law. It is martial law. And, and our, see, I never imagined that our government would go nuclear. Yeah. Because, I mean, I figured, like, okay, at least you have to be able to justify it, but the, the, the thing that's pissed them off the most it's the fact that everyone at these rallies and everyone at all these like events has been completely peaceful. Mm -hmm. Like, if they were like oh, the like LA they're, riots, they're looking for they're looking for, if 
if there was even if there was a hint of looting then the police would arrest every single one of them yeah but that's the thing is that it's just like okay what are they doing well they're dancing in the streets they're shoveling snow they are cleaning up garbage they're feeding the homeless Mm-hmm. Mm. Crime uh, actually went down in Ottawa. Oh, yeah. Crime is at its lowest points in a decade, I believe. Mm-hmm. The thing is, here's the here's the big crux when you, whenever somebody sells you, it's illegal. I'm like, okay, if it's illegal, why oh, are they well. not arresting people? Mm-hmm. Because if something's illegal, the police have the, the moral right to arrest you, but they're not arresting anybody. Why is that? Because maybe it's not illegal. Maybe they're just using that language to fool people who are easily manipulated and who listen to the mainstream media. If it it was illegal, it would be arrestable. Yes. But we must continue. So Mm -hmm. briefly, the Canadian Civil Liberties Association condemns Trudeau's government's use of the Emergencies Act, the three separate organizations. And Mm -hmm. then this is a opinion piece, I believe, from... The National Telegraph, Trudeau implementing the Emergencies Act, proves he's out of control. Mm-hmm. Not because protesters have become too much for Trudeau to handle. The protesters have been absolutely peaceful. He's simply lost control of himself. This is very, very true. And we've detailed this over and over again. Trudeau mm-hmm. was a wannabe dictator from before he was elected. Mm-hmm. When it was a scary concept. And a lot of us pointed it out when he said that he admires China's basic dictatorship. Oh, a lot of us it. were saying, this is a huge warning sign. We should take this very seriously. We should not be electing this poo-poo head. And we did it anyway. And now we're suffering the consequences, and he's only gotten more corrupt and more dictatorial in the past mm-hmm. few years. And now he's taken the nuclear option. Mm-hmm. And another fallout from this nuclear option is... That Trudeau is vowing to freeze anti-mandate protesters' bank accounts. Yeah, this is this is how you know he's going. Oh. Like, okay, so I'll give you a really quick something. I talked to, to uh, somebody about this is that I I actually did a, a bit of a, um, a survey. I'm curious was during Christmas. I surveyed all of the all of the worst dictators in 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 the, like the last 100 years. Yep. So everyone from Che in Chile, to uh, Idi Amin in Uganda, mm-hmm. to um, Stalin, oh, Mao, the, the Pol Pot. Yeah, Chau Pol Chau Pot, that's the one. Yes, I looked at all of them. And something that I found really interesting, they have a lot of similarities to Trudeau. Because, A, they were nobodies before they became, before they got into power. Yeah. Like, they literally hadn't done anything remarkable with their lives. They were nobody special. They hadn't had any special accomplishments. And also, when they got into power... They were charismatic, and they they had a way of like you know like in, encouraging and manipulating people with their their oratory skills. But ultimately, <laughs> when they were given complete and total power, like unhin- unhindered power, that's when they went nuts. Pinochet did not do his massacres until he had complete and total dictatorial control over Chile. Pol Pot didn't do the Cambodian killing fields until he had complete and total unhindered power in Cambodia. Yep. And it goes on. All of these dictators, once they got their power, they became really dangerous, but there were warning signs. Trudeau is a man who legitimately is evil. He, yep. he 
you could see it in his face in that 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 little conversation he had in that uh remember that in, in the winter kind of like uh like when he was sequestered mm-hmm. you could see the hatred in his face yeah. it was actually scary i'm telling people they're like yeah it was scary this guy has a legitimate hatred for his opponents he has narcissism up the wuha yeah and he legitimately believes he has almost like a gift from god a, a mission from god that he has to accomplish he actually said that in that video remember like where's talking to his mom mm-hmm. this guy is a dangerous dangerous man and he fits the pattern yeah, of previous dictators so yeah be very careful canada yes Go ahead. be yeah. very careful so continuing on with this story from the bbc Taking the unprecedented step in invoking the Emergencies Act, we just talked about that, to crack down on anti-vaccine mandate protests. Trudeau said the scope of the measures would be time-limited, reasonable, and proportionate. Nope. And would not see the military deployed, I don't believe that for a second, with no need for court orders. Banks can freeze personal accounts of anyone linked with the protests. Hundreds of protesters remain in Candace Capital City that kind of fluctuates from day to day. On weekends, it becomes much more. On Sunday... Yeah. Yeah, Law enforcement cleared anti-mandate protesters at the Ambassador Bridge, a critical pathway for Kenda U.S. trade after a week-long stalemate. Proving so, that they can do it without those yeah. stupid uh, emergency orders. So, according to Trudeau, this is about keeping Canadians safe, protecting people's jobs. He said the police would be given more tools to imprison or fine protesters and protect critical infrastructure. He told reporters the legislation would be applied temporarily and in a highly specific matter. So critics have noted the Prime Minister's voice support for India for farmers in India who blocked major highways to New Delhi in twenty twenty one, saying at the time Canada will always be there to defend the right of peaceful protest. And he also, of course, took a knee with Black Lives Matter. Do you also remember Do you also remember, Stephen, there was a video circulating uh uh not long after Omar Qadar, after his whole yeah. time with Omar Qadar, who's basically saying that Oh, Canadians, you know, we should never remove the rights of the charter rights of Canadians under yeah. any circumstances mm-hmm. in any way. And now that's coming about. That's that's becoming popular again, because yeah. this guy is the this guy is the, the most incredible hypocrite in the entire oh. universe. I've never met somebody who is this guy's a con artist. Yeah. The fact that people the fact that anybody supports this man is mm-hmm. legitimately uh, uh, shocking to me. Yeah. This guy is an absolutely dangerous psychopathic con yeah. artist. Psychopathic and he's taking Canadians artist. like like crazy. Oh yeah. So and then of course it's not Trudeau did this. Or Trudeau can power he has the power to freeze anti mandate protesters' bank accounts. But also mm-hmm. CBC and CTV news journalists target donors to freedom protesters. So they've been contacting people who donate to the Freedom Convoy in an attempt to understand why they support this. <laughs> that's the reason yeah so ctv news reporter graham richardson said on tuesday that he has spent the last two days calling people who have donated to the trucker convoy including a former mp business owners healthcare professionals and property developer he likely has the information because of a cyber attack that was executed on crown finding site give send go that left the site shut down for a number of days and made a list of donors publicly available mm-hmm. according to ezra levant of rebel cbc has also been combing through the illegally hacked database of give, send, go donors and emailing donors to ask them to explain themselves. Like, A, like, this is just a breach of privacy in a bunch of different ways. Mm-hmm. But, also, why would it, like, this is federally sponsored media. This is basically just, 
This is an arm of the government that's saying, why don't you like your government? Why don't you like Justin Trudeau? Like, explain yeah. yourself. It's it's yeah. very similar. Like, it's not. Yeah. it doesn't have the weight and the authority of that OPP cop going and confronting that woman about what peaceful protest looks like. Yeah, no, but it's the same thing. It's the same they're thing. Like, yeah. They're basically telling you, telling you, we're watching you. Yeah. That's basically like, We're going to watch you like a hawk. Why are you doing this? Why are you opposing your government? Why are you a dissident? Why are you a member of the January 6th riot? Ha, 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 ha. Because that's yeah, like yeah. they've compared the trucker freedom convoy to the January 6th riot many, many times, even though there's no viable comparisons. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, we have to be concerned about far-right extremist groups. We have to be concerned about far-right terrorism. No, you don't. Yeah. Like, no, that's the justification they're using for invoking the Emergencies Act is because, oh, it's being supported by far-right members of the America that's being supported by racists. Look, there was a Confederate flag. Look, there was a Nazi flag. It's like, well, we've already yeah. talked about this. We've already said that this is bunk and that you are basically liars. focused. Oh, yeah. Complete liars. And they're like, well, why are you still opposing us? And it's like, because uh -huh. you're liars. We just said that. It's like, yeah. you can't call us liars. We're from the government. <laughs> it's like, well, I just hand, did. I guess, yeah. yeah. If you're from the I, government, I the, you're probably a liar. The problem with these guys is that they, like, they, there's no more, like, there's no more morals or ethics or anything like that anywhere yeah. in, in, like, authorities. Like, this is the problem. Yeah. You have people that are, like, willing to sell their soul to do these kind of things. And like we talked about before, like we, we said, CBC, that lady who quit and she went on a Substack and talked about how the CBC has become a completely different beast than it used to be. This, the, like, CBC, CTB, like, they're absolutely disgusting organizations. And I'm not surprised that they're doing this because they basically work for the government. Oh, yeah. They're under, they're under government they pay. Do. They do not work at all for the people. It's, yeah, it's really, really sad. It's but, saddening, uh, but it's... It's expected. If yeah. you, if the government is funding the media, then why on earth would the media go against the government? The media is basically not, like very similar to that. Uh, well, the BTN in uh, B for Vendetta. B for Vendetta. They basically yeah. sit at the council of like of that dictator, and they're like, "Well, we could say this, and that fool people. We can line up a string of experts to tell tell people that this totally was legitimate, and that we're we're right, and all that." And the second I saw that, I'm like, oh, that sounds very much like our media today because they, they line up experts. They basically phone, like, you know, preferred list of experts mm -hmm. who will say everything that they want. And then people are like, eat it up. Like, you know, like, oh, 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 this expert said this must be true. They said the vaccine is safe. Oh, my gosh. I, yes. Yeah. Safe and effective. You know what Hitler, like, like Minister Gebel said? Joseph Goebbels, if you repeat a lie over and over and over and over, people begin to believe it. You know who Guess also what? said that? Who? Christian Freeland. <laughs> no surprise. Yeah, oh, she was oh, what was, the other, she was caught uh, saying McKenna. it when... Or was it Catherine McKenna? Was it Climate Barbie? It was Barbie? Catherine McKenna. It was Climate Catherine Barbie McKenna. when she got drunk in a bar. Catherine McKenna and she's like, it. yeah, we'll just keep saying it until people believe it. And it's like... Yeah. No... Oh, I figured out I can manipulate people and, and I can get away with it. It's like, yes, you're also going to have a nice warm bed in hell. After in hell. Because, like, seriously, you are a horrible human being. Yeah. And the fact that you can't see it is like, I'm sorry, but it's like, I don't want people 
that but like i do want people to to receive well, justice for their yeah crimes. we said this before like this is not about vengeance this is about receiving wow. justice for crimes and these people are doing serious punish there's serious serious harm to people and they yeah. should face justice for their crimes and their crimes some of them should be and including the death penalty yeah but very much so for for many people that are involved uh, yeah. with this i mean here the story that you're going to cover Mm -hmm. is uh, a great example of that. Yeah. Peter Slowly talked about Peter him Slowly. Yeah. Uh, he was the co-douche of the week. And, like, this is, like, I'm not sure this is, like, so-called a punishment or a justice. I, I still believe he he deserves punishment for a yeah. lot of the crap that he pulled. But at the very least, I'm glad he's no longer in a position mm -hmm. of power. Yeah. Like, they may put someone worse. Who knows? But legitimately, I heard his speech when he talked about the Freedom Convoy, we and did. it was like nothing in it was either accurate or was like like uh, legitimately like you know um, good. It was just an absolute train wreck of mm -hmm. name calling, like false accusations and slander, and you know just inciting more and more people to violence. It's like this guy does not deserve to be in any position of power. He is a an absolute like a another demagogue, yep. so to speak. The demagogue, yeah, yeah. But yeah, tell us about the story, though. So yeah, Ottawa Police Chief Peter slowly resigns amid trucker protests. So he stepped down amid criticism of his handling of the ongoing trucker protests in downtown Ottawa. Slowly, and the Ottawa Police Services Board reached a mutually agreeable separation. Chair Diane Deans told the special meeting on Tuesday, as such, Chief Lowley is no longer employed by the Ottawa Police Service. Downtown protests have reached day 19, with demonstrators encamped on Wellington Street and surrounding area and showing no signs of leaving. He said in a statement that he is stepping down with a heavy heart. Since the onset of this demonstration, I have done everything possible to keep the city safe and put an end to this unprecedented and unforeseeable crisis. Hmm. Yeah. So... This, like, as as Danny was saying, it's good that he is not in power anymore. That is a very, very good thing. Unfortunately, like with, like what happened with the Twitter CEO, they will probably replace him with someone who is far worse and far more willing to violate human rights and destroy personal liberties in the name of power and control. Or like what, what happened with Andrew, or was it Andrew Cuomo? Yeah, Andrew Cuomo yeah. in New York. The governor. Replaced by they replaced them with Hochul. Hochul, Kathy Hochul. Yeah, the uh, that blasphemous the, the, evil the messiah, witch. Messiah, Messiah lady who called who her called vaccine her, apostles. Yeah, vaccine apostles of all the churches to be like, yes, you need everybody to be vaccinated. Go my spread apostle. my message. Yeah. <laughs> See, that would be another moment where it's just like divine smart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. Two D eight radi radiant damage. Oh, that would have been good. Like seriously, <laughs> like. Like, like I, like we know that, um, like God has done like instant karma on a lot of people over through the Bible. Sometimes He takes a long time before He actually let, lays it out. Sometimes He does it right away. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like, like I, I'm like, and and by the way, it's a for. Um. I am sorry. Like I am really passionate about this because one of the things that really, really gets me emotionally agitated is when I. See injustice mm -hmm. that is one thing that really bothers me and yep. whenever i see it it literally like gets me like it gets me very heated yeah. 
heated. It's kind of like you, Stephen, when you see a child being abused or mistreated yeah. or completely, totally, uh, yeah. yeah, like that's because you're a father. Mm-hmm. That That is a very close to your heart thing. For me, yeah. it's always been injustice. I hate when I see injustice and I see people being, uh, you know, like um, abused. And this past week, I, I remember not, like, not I, to I, say I, that I either of us of, like, do not get enraged or like our blood boiling from either the opposite. Like you, of course, have blood boiling yeah, from yeah, child yeah. abuse, and I do not. I have issues with injustice too. <laughs> yes, yeah, but, that's right. Yeah, but like I, I just so you guys know why I'm so passionately talking about this stuff because this stuff bothers me. These people are hurting legitimately good people. You, you hear the stories of these truckers. You hear the stories of the people at Coots. You hear the stories of the people at the Windsor border. These are good people. Yeah. And the government is treating them like the worst criminals in yeah. human history. Mm-hmm. These people Most are vile like, and people, wretched terrorists. Yeah. The people who are doing this, Trudeau has harmed more people than I can, I can, I could possibly count. Like people are, are literally, uh, their lives are ruined. They're, they're like, people have died mm-hmm. because of him. Yep. They're responsible for that. And this is, it's, it really is amazing for me to really count the cost, but yep. go on. Yeah. So I'm glad this, that, 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 uh, the police chief is gone. I'm hoping mm-hmm. that maybe they'll, they'll find like the next person will not be as much of a uh, dictator. Yeah. Or a douche. Out. Yeah. Yeah. But now and then another small smidgen. It's not the best news, but it's a small smidgen of good news. Feds mm-hmm. ease travel measures for vaccinated Canadians. Like, ooh, they're doing it for vaccinated Canadians. They don't have to quarantine anymore. Oh. They still so have to be vaccinated. Benevolent. They what still have benevolent. to take experimental shots to be able hmm. to travel. Hmm. So. Oh, that's a really caring dictator. What a lovely caring dictator. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Giving lovely. us a small bone of freedom. But only mm-hmm. for those who have already said yes to the government mm-hmm. propaganda. Yeah. And like we said, right. if like we said many, many times before, none of this is based on science. This is completely a political thing yeah. to try to force people to get vaccinated because the the government's getting a whole bunch of oh, yeah, incentives. Like and for the provincial governments, a lot of it has to do with public approval and yeah. polling. Like, that's why all of these, like, Quebec and Ontario, Ontario just said, oh, yeah, like, we're going to start a plan to scrap our vac- vaccine mandate system. And it's like, well, just a couple weeks ago, you said you were going to do that. It's like, yeah. well, but now public approval is going against you. And yep, one of so the main examples is this. So mm-hmm. this is from True North. New poll shows half of Canadians sympathize with trucker convoy. Mm-hmm. A new Ipsos poll showing growing support for the trucker convoy saying that 46% of respondents said that the grievances expressed by the protesters are legitimate and worthy of sympathy. Mm-hmm. When asked exclusively of 18 to 34-year-olds, support shot up to 61%. Decent. Quote, it's not that people are tired, they're very frustrated, and what happened is that this protest has become a lightning rod for that frustration. No kidding. Tr- the it's National good. Telegraph, as the Freedom Convoy's popularity rises, Trudeau's takes a nosedive. Huge in spite of all the media and political establishments attempt to discredit and smear the Freedom Convoy, the me- movement is making substantial gains in terms of popularity amongst Canadians, while Trudeau has been actually facing a collapse in public confidence in him. First off, it's been difficult to get an accurate reading of what Canadians think of the Freedom Convoy. 
due in large part to poorly written polling question. Often the questions are suggesting the answer to respondents, like the one below, from Maru, that despite no evidence of the assertion, asks respondents whether or not the convoy is heavily funded by foreign interests. That's a leading question. That is an exceptionally leading question. Not this is a worthless poll question. Is, in the court. Yeah, it's polling Canadians based on false premise, and people answering the poll will be led to believe the premise is simply mm -hmm. true because mm -hmm. they were asked about it. Polling is sensitive. Pollsters should know better than to ask questions like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. another one. Uh, quote, I give police permission to forcibly remove any truckers, their families, and others who refuse to leave after 24-hour notice with tear gas and other methods. Agree. 53%. Lovely. Like, this is this is the two most neutral Maru poll questions. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a neutral poll. Mm -hmm. And those who agree with, I do not support the trucker protest, 56%. I support the truckers, but not the way they're protesting, 24%. I support the truckers and the way they're protesting 20%. Yeah. I think this is like important to mention just for or anybody watching. Um, a lot of people use polls. Yeah. People don't realize that polling can be that polling can be extremely uh, easy to manipulation, and it often is. Uh, it's, it can be depending on who you ask, depending on how big or small the poll is, depending on where it was done or even depending on how the questions were designed. Uh, the CTV has a poll all the, all the time that they always have up there. And you have to remember, CTV, people who are following the CTV, are almost entirely lefties. Mm -hmm. Right? Because most, so most conservatives, most right-leaning people know by this point that CTV is That, that they're liars, right? And yet, I've been watching a lot of the CTV polls that are constantly done, and yet they are still showing that the majority of people oppose most of the government's plans and efforts and policies and that should be a huge deal because if a left-leaning news source is still leaning very conservative like you know in a lot of the government opposition that should tell you that that actually should be bigger because of how massively um you know like that that those organizations lean left yeah so yeah something to consider mm -hmm. um polling polling is very easy to lie people like yeah. it's very easy to lie statistics with polling and with all these fungible uh, methods, yeah. right? Hmm. Lies, damn lies, and statistics. So, of course, this is another <laughs> article from the National Post. This is very quick. This could mm -hmm. cost him his job. A blockaded Canada turning on Trudeau poll fines. Uh, last time I've seen numbers close to this were in the final days of Brian Mulroney, says Maru Polster. Uh, mm -hmm. Freedom Convoy marks the second week. Uh, new polls providing some of the clearest evidence yet that this affair could end up dealing a catastrophic blow to the leadership of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, but not before he takes his last stand, of course, as the true dictator. Mm-hmm. Dictator's got a dick. Oh, that sounded bad. That that didn't sound that great. Okay. Yeah, so this is, of course, another poll. This is from a more conservative source. The line Canada should Justin Trudeau resign. 47,000 votes. 46,000 say yes. <laughs> yeah. So that should say popular. something about the opinions of Canadians. Yeah. And then, yeah, this is just another thing. So, of course, this is a meme. Justin Trudeau talking and invoking the Emergency Measures Act. There's yeah, President Xi. And he's like, Dictator of China. Bro, you seeing this? And then they and said, then, and then Putin says, And they call us dictators. <laughs> Hold up, got a line. 
Bro! Like, oh, Kim Jong-un in from, uh, North, from Korea. North Korea. Because <laughs> so he's making himself... Like, I remember, of course, when President G was commenting on what they were doing in Australia. And he's mm -hmm. like, hmm, that's a level of dictatorship that even we don't do. Yeah, well, dial it's it like, back, bro. Dial it back. Yeah, dial it back. <laughs> like, that's a little too Hitlerish, even for the communist yeah. dictatorship of China. Go figure, yeah. But, you know... And, and this, is, this has become, like... This is actually like internationally, Trudeau is actually being seen like this. Yeah. Um, and for good reason, because he is legitimately acting like a dictator. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the one thing that people never mentioned, like he could talk to the protesters. Yep. What a Go what crazy, crazy thing. How crazy is that? How insane. It's like, oh, uh, can you defend your ideals <laughs> and say, you're like, yeah, we're actually going to talk. Like we, you look at old leaders. Like Ralph Klein, if Ralph Klein was the premier of Alberta, he would go down to Coots. Oh yeah. And he's like, "All right, let's let's solve this problem. Let's figure it out. Figure this out." Because that's that's who Ralph Klein was, and like most legitimate conservative Albertans miss that guy like crazy. Because mm -hmm. he was a very good premier. He was responsible. He was like you know financially like you know. Yeah. You know, fiscally responsible. Like, he was everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was great. He was fantastic, aside from being a bit of a drunk, but he fixed that in his later years. He's a, but he's now, a good example of a good leader. Yes, he was a great leader. example of a good leader. And, and now we have... Yeah. yeah, now we have cowards and cheapskates and mm -hmm. fools like Kenny and Doug Ford and Justin Trudeau. Mm -hmm. And these people who are just like, yep, your freedoms are irrelevant as long as I stay in power. And Trudeau, of course, is the worst of the lot, but these others will follow suit. Like, as soon as it was, it wasn't even a month after Trudeau said, oh, yeah, like, we'll give a billion dollars to the province that invokes a vaccine mandate. Mm -hmm. Provinces that said that they would never do it, like Alberta did it. Because they're just, oh, money. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> like, all he has I to do is just more. tease them. And then he, they'll go along with everything that Trudeau is doing. And that's, of course, exceptionally shameful. And the powers that the federal government is granting, not only to itself, but to its police forces, is utterly disgusting. Now, of course, this is not the first time that, like we talked about the October crisis, this is not the first time that we've granted, the Canadian government has granted the RCMP to do terrible things. So, Officer Robert Sampson, this is a meme, was caught and arrested in 1974 for orchestrating a bombing on behalf of the Canadian government on its own soil in order to justify escalating action against the FLQ. All charges were dropped and the case was closed. Sampson admitted in court before the dismissal that this wasn't the worst thing he'd done for the RCMP. Mm -hmm. there, like, like we said before, um, during that October crisis, a lot of incredibly like rotten and terrible things were done by the government under the guise of the oh we're we're about mm -hmm. public safety yeah. public safety has become the most ridiculously misleading term ever in in this in this entire crisis and this is a meme i made like recently so if anybody's watched the um die hard uh, series um i this or even the first one. Me perfectly <laughs> yeah like you know it's like in the whole thing is me trying to convince people that our government is corrupt. And of course, if you've seen the movie, you see the, what's, what's his name? Uh, Officer Winslow or like, I like, think like so, the yeah. black guy. Yeah. So he says like, you know, is it possible? Nah, it's probably just a conspiracy theory. 
It's like, you know, it's like, ah, oh, it's just wild goose chase. And then, of course, when a guy falls in the car, it's like vaccine injuries. When you have censorship of doctors, the guy shooting the police car, you have yeah. media lies. You have the police car driving backwards. And then finally, the fact that none of it was based on science, the car falling over the the uh, the edge mm-hmm. of the uh, parking lot to its like, death. And that's when you have John McClane saying, welcome to the park, yeah. <laughs> That's what I feel like when people finally realize, like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. God. <laughs> it's like Matrix. It's yeah. like getting red filled. Oh, yeah. It feels like. Welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> yep. And this is like, this is a story about how, what the police is doing now. Like uh-huh. this is even before the emergencies act was invoked. Police mm. sabotage heavy equipment at Coots. Police confirmed that they were behind the damage caused to vehicles on private land in Coots, Alberta. They actually admitted it. Yeah, they I admitted it. it. So the truckers who were protesting all COVID-19 mandates in Coots, and Danny, of course, went down there last weekend, were surprised mm-hmm. to hear that the police sabotaged some of their vehicles. Three excavator vehicles were parked on private land with permission from the owner. RCMP mm-hmm. had allegedly asked the owners to move the vehicles so they wouldn't be visible from the highway. The owners obliged. And sometime after moving the vehicles, they found the damage. Damage reportedly included the cutting of electrical and control cables. An expendable foam was sprayed inside mm-hmm. the vehicle, causing additional damage. RCMP media representatives yeah. have confirmed that they were behind it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, it's so, nuts. No, it's, it's, it was one of the most insane things I've ever heard. Like, what happened was the RCMP, like, the, these these guys who own this heavy equipment, these three machines, these are these are not cheap machines. They are super expensive. Oh, they are, yeah. And they put them on private land. And what happened is the police sneaked in at night and like they say that they they disabled these these vehicles no 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 they didn't disable them they absolutely damaged them and maliciously damaged them mm-hmm. they 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 went through like electrical lines they cut them yep they electrical cut, like, and control lines. lines control well, lines well like you look everything. at that and it's like okay you probably cut brake lines you probably cut yeah. like ignition wires you probably cut mm-hmm. a bunch of things that are involved and it's like this is purposely damaging the vehicle, and some of these repairs are going to cost thousands of dollars because you can't well, just take it to the average. Like you have to take it well, to a heavy duty mechanic. Well, and they also put like spray foam or like you know like the, the yeah. expanding foam into fuel lines. Yeah, you you went you you went beyond just wanting to disable it to actually damaging it. Mm-hmm. If I go if if I go like tonight to my neighbor's house. At night, secretly, and go and damage this vehicle. Yep. And I'm fine. And I admit it. I'm. Guess what? I'm going. I'm getting charged. Yeah. I might even go to jail for breaking the law mm-hmm. for damaging damaging private property. property. Even if I think like, oh, I heard my neighbor. I think my neighbor was going to use the car for evil or something like that. I. They're not going to care. They're nope. like, no, I don't. I don't give a crap. Has you can't used go it for evil? Nope. No. But guess what? If I have a badge. And you know, like an RCMP officer, I'm totally I can good. Go I can and go destroy personal property because they're a dissenter of the government. Property, yeah. According according to Justin Trudeau, I can apparently I'm all good with like going and send buildings on fire, like the RCMP yep. did in 1970. Like, like there's a, there's a reason why, and this has been something that's baffled me. Police have be, have gotten the most horrible reputation in the last two years. And we've covered this ad nauseum. The reason why, like I, I, I literally have so little respect, so little trust of police officers right now 
it's it's absolutely insane. I don't know how you can be a police officer in mm-hmm. any of these fields yep. and not feel a twinge of like shame. A shame, like, and it's just like this is what I am passively endorsing by my yeah. continuing to have this profession. Yeah, you're basically saying, uh, "Oh, I'm I'm going to keep my like." It's like it's either me or you. Either I'm going to lose my job and you know not have my family, or you are. So I'm going to choose you. Yeah. Like I don't know, Stephen. If 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 it was like if if it was like you know like somebody comes up to you, the government comes up to you and says like, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna like you know burn down a house. It's either gonna be your house or your neighbor's house. So here's um here's some gasoline. And here's, here's some, some gasoline. Match. You do it. Uh, you can decide. Like, what are you gonna do, Stephen? Are you gonna go and burn down your neighbor's house so that you don't lose yours? Mm. Like, I'm not. I'm actually asking you if you're gonna. Oh. If, if that would be your choice. Well, if if they were holding me, like I would, I would like to think that I would burn my own house down first. No, no, now they're not asking you to burn your house down. They're saying if you don't burn your neighbor's house down, we will burn your house down. Oh, burn away, burn away, you bastards! Yeah, because like, they're, if, they're, if they're holding me at gunpoint and saying burn your own house down to burn your neighbor's house down, which is a bit of a different question. That's a very different question. Yeah, yeah. then it's like okay, well. This is not really a choice. You're kind of just saying, if you don't do either, then you'll die. Yeah. No, but this is like what's happening with the RCMP. And, mm-hmm. and any, anybody else, a doctor or anybody else, they're basically being given the choice. Either they go down or you will. Yeah. And and so people are like, well, I'm happy to basically burn everyone else's house down so that yeah. I can keep mine. And that's what Canadians are doing on every level. Whether you're a restaurant, you're basically saying like, "Oh, I'm happy to like let the let people lose their liberty." Let people burn. So that I can keep mine. Yeah. yeah, let people burn. Okay, and so let's let's briefly watch some of the footage from Coots. Yeah, and go through some of the articles. So this is an article, or not an article, but this is a a story that was shared on Facebook with some video of the police taking action at Coots. Mm-hmm. So let's check that out. So the story says, uh, watches RCMP officers, of course, this is written by you, uh, descend on Coots, Alberta, driving through the people and their children. According to a friend of mine, they staged a likely phony manhunt as a pretext to search homes and buildings, scaring the way for the ro- local residents and families. These are RCMP in full tactical gear with live weapons. In the end, they arrested a man they knew was innocent, and they were caught admitting it on tape. Mm-hmm. So we'll just watch a little bit of this. Because mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy. What the fuck are you guys doing? Driving right through? No problem. Yep.
have guns. Trudeau's goons. We don't have guns. Put those away. Put them away, sir. Please. This is peaceful. You're making it unpeaceful. And then he puts the safety on after. Yeah. Yeah. Best way. Good one. Put them away. Put the guns away. Did you poop? There's kids here. There's children in here. Put the guns away. Guys, what is going on? Yeah. I'm not sure. There's a lot of people here yelling at well, like, good. Who gives us fuck? Trudeau's goons and his guns. Yep. Yep. Crazy stuff. So, so this so is more like pictures a, of. Yeah. So, like, you can see on. that these are these are like officers in full tactical gear with live weapons coming in, scaring the living daylights out of people in mm -hmm. boots. And what happened was. There was I, I became aware of it that, uh, and uh, there was an actual video recording. Somebody recorded their phone because what happened is they they turned off the lights, so people in in Cooch did not have lights. They also uh, disabled like uh, phones, so like you can you couldn't live stream, you couldn't share videos that were happening at the moment. This was a totally planned uh, incursion. So like, speaking of an invasion, that they planned this, and what happened ultimately. Um, was and I, and I heard multiple reports. Some reports were saying that they that they staged a phony um, manhunt, supposedly under under the cover of a manhunt for somebody who may have guns, but then ultimately settled on this uh, story <laughs> that they were looking for people with guns. Okay, yeah, they have the, the the yeah. So you can see there they have like full tactical weapons, like assault rifles. And then they also have like you know like night vision goggles. This was totally like an, an intentionally mm -hmm. planned. Um, mm -hmm. Stephen, I don't know if you can go like to the, the like Discord. I put one last thing, one last thing that you, you can put up there for people to see. Okay, hold uh, on. This was Excuse actually me. the uh, the RCMP Wait. statement. Unpaused. Okay, this is the RCMP statement. Oh, yeah. RCMP make arrests at Coots border blockade. RCMP recently became aware of a small organized group. Within the larger Coots protest, information was received that this group had access to a cache of firearms with a large quantity of ammunition. The group was said to have a willingness to use force against the police in any attempts that were made to disrupt the blockade. Results in immediate and complex investigation to determine the extent of the threat and criminal organization. They ex exec executed a search warrant during the early hours of February 14th on three trailers associated with this criminal organization. They resulted in the arrest and detainment of 11 individuals. Uh, they found 13 yada 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 yada. Yeah, they got weapons and all that kind of stuff. You can see the picture there of the actual yeah. weapons that they they see. This this picture was everywhere on uh, social media. So I want to I want to like you know lay out some things. So we like we just we we spent uh, a bit of time kind of laying out throughout this episode um, how the police have no problem doing shady shady immoral unethical things in order to get what they want yeah in order to like it's like again the ends justifies the means approach this is a perfect example of that so here's what i heard like i remember i know people in coots i have people on the inside who know all of all of what happened uh the ultimate story was ultimately what happened was there apparently there was like you know like some some guys who were there who apparently had all these weapons in a trailer yeah. You know, as a because they, you know, like let's face it, like you know, like you have people there who may may be afraid, legitimately yeah. afraid that the police is going to do something terrible. Well, like and if so, they have like, if they have weapons, 
Like yes. there was, I remember like talking with, um, well, not talking with, but seeing the post that Aaron Rock made about Saturday, mm-hmm. about how like the police showed up at the Ambassador Bridge and they had heavily armed police trucks with yeah. machine guns. Yeah. And they were lining them up and they're kind of like eyeing up the protesters with this guy sitting in the turret of a machine gun. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, that's, that's what it. are you planning on doing today? Yeah. I mean, think about it this way. Any protest that you're trying to keep the crowd in order, you have non-lethal options. Yeah. You have rubber bullets, you have tear gas, you have all that kind of stuff. That's legitimate. Mm-hmm. If you want to instigate people and possibly get people to react in a violent way, you bring live ammunition Mm -hmm. because people might be scared. Because remember, people, I heard stories about children being terrified that the cops are coming into their houses and looking around and shining lights everywhere. People in their cars were being surrounded by vehicles, by police vehicles and being like interrogated by men with guns. What would you think? Mm-hmm. You suddenly have an, an army of men with like extremely dangerous weapons around you. You might be a little scared that your own, your own supposedly to protect your police officers are there. And they came in like a massive, like, you know, like display of force. And then ultimately the thing is like, they came in under the phony pretext because they were telling people early on, Oh, we're looking for, there's a fugitive that might have a gun. Cause I think I heard a report that uh, like they tried to stop somebody. And I think they, they fled because they were scared. And that, oh, this guy may have had a gun, so that gives us a right to go and do a manhunt. And, of course, if you have, like, exigent circumstances, suddenly you can have, um, you know, like, a a reason to search somewhere. Now, the idea that they had a search warrant, I find that extremely suspicious. Because everyone I talked to there said that they were told that they were, like, looking for someone. Like, it was a manhunt. But then suddenly, like, later on, you find out, oh, no, we had a search warrant. And I'm like, yeah. That if you had a search warrant, then you would showcase, you would present it. Yes, but they weren't showing people search warrants. They were showing people that uh, oh, oh, there's a there's a manhunt, and we need to ha- find this person somewhere. And how convenient that later they have a perfectly set up search warrant for these like you know weapons that they somehow somehow they they found out that these weapons were there. And from what I hear from people on the ground, they nobody knew. These weapons that are, they weren't advertising it. Like, there's a lot of like yeah. suspicion. How really they questionable stuff. Yeah, and then I, I talked to people. I don't know if you can zoom in there, Stephen, on the picture. I talked to a lot of people who like who, who analyze people who know guns. Obviously, if you're if you're not a you know or, or yeah, there you go. If you're not a like if you're not really like knowledgeable like like myself, you might be like, oh my goodness, guns, 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 scary, and you'd be like, oh my god, this is super scary. But then people said, like, no. if you look at the ammo, there's like, first of all, like most of the most of the ammo is for like the long guns, not for mm-hmm. most of these other uh, guns, and that the ammo is not actually like uh, it's not actually like designed for like putting down an insurrection of uh, uh, police officers. That yep. it's it's primarily for long guns for hunting yep, for hunting for target practice. So this wasn't like they didn't have like scores of ammunition to to like you know go to war with the police. This was just a yeah. They, they, these are just like enthusiast weapons mm-hmm. that they just happen to have with them. Um, they didn't talk about whether or not these weapons are legal. It's not illegal to have a weapon. And again, the police are saying, oh, they have weapons. Therefore, they're Therefore bad. Therefore, it's illegal because they're bad. And like, I think the only thing that they, they, they said that 
could potentially be uh, illegal was that they, they didn't have the, the hemp gun stored properly. Yeah. But it sounds like they had permits for everything like this. It's not illegal to have these. The RCMP, like, I hate to say it, Stephen. The RCMP are, like, like everything about this is incredibly convenient. Yep. They just happened to come in at a, at a very crucial time. They just happened to find all these weapons. And they just happened to have search warrants. And ultimately, the people in Coots, the, the protesters, had to make a decision. They said, like, because they were basically cobbled their pants down. These guys made a mistake bringing guns because it makes them look bad. Not because mm-hmm. they're bad, not because they're evil, not yeah. because they were planning to do evil, but because they look bad. Mm-hmm. And so the, pro- the people in Coots knew, well, we this is, this is uh, going to make us look bad. And so we have to leave because, you know, like, you know, like uh, for 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 reason for decent reasons. Yeah, I can understand that. Like, a well, because the RCMP automatically yeah. played it as oh, like they were they automatically played it and they automatically pushed the idea that oh, the protesters at Coots they were planning to gun down anybody who came to shut down yeah. this this blockade and they were trying to kill people and they were members of a fringe group and they were part of this. Criminal organization. That's the term that they used. Mm-hmm. And it's like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a criminal organization of hunters? Like the, R- like the RCMP. Yeah, like, like the I RCMP. Say, like, the RCMP has, has no qualms about doing illegal shady things yeah. like the like tractors, that the heavy mm-hmm. machines that they, that they destroyed themselves on purpose. Yeah. And... That's that's one of like, the biggest people problems. People said that, uh, like, my, my, my friend Zach... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, there's a little bit of a delay. So my friend Zach, uh, he was talking about this. He was I, was I was trying to find out, like, what's going on down there. And he said that apparently, like, when, when the, when the, like, the person who was, like, supposedly launched the manhunt, when they, like, ran off or whatever, like, I think there was a mis- miscommunication. They said that they ran off, but it sounds like maybe they, they thought they were allowed to go. And suddenly, like, what a coincidence... If there's like the person who the, the arrest the officer that called it in, like suddenly there just happened to be like dozens of teams of police that were just happened to be in the neighborhood at the right time and just happened to have all their weapons and have this all set up. And, like that doesn't sound like a setup at all. That doesn't sound like a planned yeah. or uh, planned uh, you know uh, operation of any kind. Like mm-hmm. it's it's going to be we're going to break the law. We're going to do some shady stuff. And we're and, gonna and make it look as though we're we're the innocent party. No, like everything and of, the yeah, one of the biggest problems. Smells rotten. Everything about this smells rotten. And like we already know, it's like Trudeau says that he's not gonna invoke the military, but that's already yeah. questionable to start with. And to be on top of that, like we already know that the Canadian military has done psyops in their own people. Yeah, like this is not a stretch. To say, oh yeah, like the Canadian military and the RCMP are agents of the federal government. And like, yes, the Canadian military so far has not taken actions against their own people. But with the authority that the federal government has, they could. And just like the cops that are going along with this, like if you're a cop right now, you should be like, you're kind of a self-hating person. Because you have no consideration for the rights and freedoms of others and the oath that you swore, you're basically just following orders. And yeah. any military officers that go along with this, you're exactly in the same boat. 
I think it's like a really good comparison would be like soldiers in World War II that mm -hmm. were part of the German army. Yeah. Like if you like you know there there may be some soldiers out there early on in the war that didn't really know all the atrocities mm -hmm. that were happening, but later in the war, they knew. you knew. You knew. Now you're like you are now implicated in I mean like German war effort really, that you know really is causing horrible, horrible horrible things. And and I mean this isn't even just Germany is just the most like accessible accessible for yeah. most people, but like a lot of people all over the, all over history have known. If you're part of the Spanish Inquisition, yeah. And even if you're not torturing people, you're part of that. Yeah. You're you're a bad person for support like being part of that. You should be really be questioning yeah. whether or not you should even go into Well, yeah, question stuff. like we we thoroughly support the shrewd dudes. We're all about questioning. We're all about having an open mind and having discussion and disseminating information properly. But you should not do something. You should not accept something as true just because you have been told it. It does not make you shrewd. It makes you gullible. Mm -hmm. And that is something which we have fought very, very hard here to try and avoid. All right. Mm -hmm. We've gone on for an hour and 40 minutes. That's probably going to be the end of today's show. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you have a comment, leave it in any of the comment sections, and we'll try and get around to responding to it within a reasonable time frame. But always remember to like, share, and subscribe these videos. Tell your friends about it. And support our content. Give us a review. And tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Send us things for feedback. We got a comment just this week from a video back in December of somebody commenting about how we can improve <laughs> the show. We're like, oh, well, this is several months ago, and we've already improved the show since then. So good for you. But thank you for that comment about how we can improve. I hope we've improved how we look in the past few weeks, and we're only going to try and make things better. Better late than never. I know, better late than never. And of course, if you're following us on any of our podcast platforms, then send us an email. Because you can't leave comments there. So, <laughs> we will see you all on Thursday. Yeah. And here at the Shrewd Dudes Podcast, we always like to remind you, why be rude when you can be shrewd? Can be shrewd. See you Thursday, everyone. Have a great night. And as always, God bless. Get out, everybody.